Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Taylor Radio. I have been spacing out the episodes more lately because I don't just want to talk about nothing, which sometimes happens, but I have been doing studying, reading, and thinking slash meditating on some ideas from Stoicism and things similar. After listening to a lot of the audio of Seneca's letters, I've decided I want to go more in-depth into some of the advice that he gives and kind of give my commentary and some things that I can do, that I've been doing, and let's see how they can maybe apply to the broader world, the broader things that are going on in society. So in this episode, I'm going to mainly focus on one of Seneca's letters. It's going to be letter number two. And this is from Letters from a Stoic, a Penguin, and it's uh, published by Penguin Classics. So if you want to follow along, it's page 34. And I'm sure I'm leaving out valuable information about how you can actually find this. But here we go into it. This is from Letter 2 of Letters from a Stoic, or that's what the book is titled, and they're Letters from Seneca. This is one of the final paragraphs in his one of his letters. He writes, Each day, too, acquire something which will help you to face poverty or death, and other ills as well. After running over a lot of different thoughts, pick out one to be digested thoroughly that day. This is what I do myself. Out of the many bits I have been reading... I lay hold of one. My thought for today is something which I found in Epicurus. And he says, A cheerful poverty, he says, is an honorable state. But if it is cheerful, it is not poverty at all. It is not the man who has too little who is poor, but the one who hankers after more. What difference does it make how much there is laid away in a man's safe or in his barns? How many head of stock he grazes or how much capital he puts out at interest if he is always after what is another's and only counts what he has yet to get and never he has already and never what he has already. You ask, what is the proper limit to a person's wealth? First, having what is essential and second, having what is enough. This is a really valuable letter. So I'm actually not sure when Seneca was around. Um, I need to check that out. But it was at least uh, probably close to 2,000 years ago. What's interesting is that even back then, they were facing the same problems that we face today. Right? The same problems. And when, what I mean is there tends to be in our, in our modern age... There is a lot of depression and anxiety. Um, I've talked about my own anxieties, about success, about the future, constantly dwelling on the future. Will I be successful? Right? Will I get what I'm going after? Will I reach my goals? I think a lot of people are dealing with this. So let's go ahead and look at the first part of what Seneca said in that letter. So he talked about each day a to acquire something which will help you face poverty or death and other ills as well. This 
let's go on this. So what are some things that we can do to think about? What are some things we can do to help face poverty, ills, or death? Well, one thing I really like is thinking, just meditating on the idea of death. You don't have to necessarily think, oh, I will die tomorrow. Just think I could die tomorrow, right? I could lose a limb. I could lose a leg, okay? And one reason I think about that is because if you think about the fact, okay, I, you know, might be decapitated <laughs> or I might be, uh, be lame tomorrow. I might lose a leg or an arm or whatever it is. What it should make you do is appreciate mentally what you have today, right? Just think, hey, tomorrow I could be in a car accident and I could fucking lose so much. I might become brain damaged. So today sucks, but man, I'm, I'm thankful I'm okay, right? That's, I like looking at it from that approach, looking at it from the negative because so many times we're told, oh, appreciate what you have. You're so blessed, right? You have all these, you know, you just have these things, you know, you have, you, you have all your limbs and you, you have your mental faculties. You should be, you should feel so blessed, right? That's what we're told. And that's good. That's accurate. But the problem is, is that for me, when I hear that advice, it doesn't resonate. You know why? Because I've always had this. I was born into into the into some of the health that I have. Now, of course, I maintain it as much as I can, but I was born with my mental faculties. I was born with my physical faculties as well. So it's really hard to say, oh, I'm so thankful for what I have when I've had it for so long. Now, what does make me feel thankful for it is to think that tomorrow I could lose it. Not to think that somebody else is worse off than me. Right, So if I think, oh, that guy down the street lost his leg, that sucks. But when I think, what if I lose my leg tomorrow? Then I start appreciating the fact I've got two legs. Okay, so that helps. Other things about uh, physical, mental stress that can help you for tomorrow. That's, it's funny, this kind of dovetails with my experiments with uh, like taking cold showers, 20-minute sauna sessions, um, things of that nature, just going through also the, the Taekwondo tournaments, right? Because I do those mostly now for mental and physical health. The mental aspect is doing something that makes you overcoming something that makes you feel nervous and anxious, you know, getting in the ring and having to deal with punches and kicks coming at you is now it's a controlled environment, so it's not super realistic, but it's, you know, better than, than not doing it to a degree. So that's cool. I like that. So think about what you can do every day to improve. Let's take the advice from Seneca. What can you do to improve yourself again, or to uh, make yourself more resilient against getting sick? Can you eat better? Can you take a cold shower? Right? Um, what can you do to make yourself more resilient against poverty, okay? Maybe that means having money in the bank. But what happens if the bank collapses? That's one form. What happens if the bank collapses? What's another way? Well, maybe you have some other things, right? Maybe you have some gold. Maybe you have some silver. Maybe you have some land. Maybe you have something you can barter. Maybe you develop a skill, right? 
And what I just named off there are several things you could do. Here's another thing you could do. Get used to not having a lot, right? Get used to not having a lot. That's another one. So um, maybe start learning some outdoor fucking skills. Now, what I also really like from this uh, passage is when he talks about um, a cheerful poverty, he says, is an honorable state. If it is cheerful, it is not poverty at all. And it is the man who has too, it is not the man who has too little who is poor, but the one who hankers after more. And he says, you ask what is the proper limit to a person's wealth? First, having what is essential, and second, having what is enough. Very interesting. So, I mean, I at times have felt like this is also partially the source of my own anxiety. Because I am very extremely ambitious. And I don't think I shouldn't be ambitious. But it's almost like you have to be able to work in two states simultaneously. And that is, you have to be able to, this is what I'm getting from this, and it's interesting because it almost dovetails into a little bit about what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about, Um, being in two different places at once mentally. One is being that ambitious motherfucker, right? Like, I am ambitious, you know, like there are things that I want to do, things I want to accomplish. I want to be successful, but at the same time, The question is, if I lost it all, am I okay? It's almost like trying to play in that dual reality. And it it makes it to where the success that you get isn't about accumulating things so much as it is about just reaching goals, right? Maybe it's more effective to have goals just to have goals as opposed to saying, oh, I need that house. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying to myself, oh, I really, if I just get this this house or if I just get this raise, I'll be happy. Instead, maybe I should focus more on, um, on goals instead of if I get this thing, I'll be happy. More or less just if I make myself a challenge and I complete the challenge, I will feel better, right? So instead of buying the house because I think that house will make me feel better, I buy the house just because it was a challenge, Right? But the house doesn't mean anything to me because if I lost it or it burned up, I wouldn't give a shit. Whereas somebody who wanted that house to make them feel complete, if they lost that house, it burned up in a fire, they would lose their shit. You see? And I tend to agree with the idea in this passage that it's the um, ambition of more and more things that causes the uh the feeling of emptiness right it's i feel like that is seems to be a statement that rings true throughout history right i mean you hear about it all the time about how you know happy you know money can't you know people say money can't buy you happiness well you know i don't want to go cliche because yeah you know there are certain things that money can definitely help you with with your happiness but it's more or less focusing on the attainment of certain goods is not what's going to make your life better, right? Um, yeah, you want to be able to get from point A to point B in your car, but does that mean you need 
a BMW whatever series, right? Is that is the buying that BMW or buying that Mercedes is buying that car going to make you feel better? Right? Probably not. Maybe for a short time. Yes, it's a comfortable drive. Yeah. But it's like how many times do you get a new toy, you get a new phone, whatever it is, and it just becomes a part of your daily shit and you you take it for granted. You don't really give a shit. Or it doesn't bring you nearly as much joy in the long term as you thought it was. So how can we aim for goals and I, and things to attain that aren't just going to disappear, that aren't just going to make us feel empty after we get them? That's a seems to be a very obvious problem very obvious situation, but at the same time, something that people have been dealing with for clearly thousands of years. And that's why we, you know, have, I mean, in my opinion, that's why we have certain belief systems that encourage people to focus more on character, right? That's actually one thing I've been reading a lot about in Seneca's letters is a lot of it is about character. And it's interesting because basically part of the idea and this is kind of uh, getting off topic from letter number two from Seneca. But part of that whole idea of focusing on your character is because random shit will happen to you. Right? Like random shit will happen in your life. Um, for example, you could be a uh, – maybe you've got $500,000 in the bank, right? And then something happens – to the bank or you know somebody something happens financially and maybe you know your savings is wiped out and you didn't even do anything now you're poor but you spent you know 20 years or 15 years accumulating all that money now it's gone right so then what does that mean now you're worthless i don't know let's take a let's take another example okay is Say you have all of these, um, you know, nice things. Maybe you've got cars. Maybe you've got a nice house. Uh, you have lots of resources. But one day that house burns up, right? Yeah, maybe you get, um, you know, you get a lot of money, but you know, for whatever reason, fate or you know, maybe there's a storm or a flood that wipes out uh, your house. Right? Does that mean that what you did was worthless? You know, does it mean that you are now worthless because you know you don't have any of those things that you had? Now I know you probably have insurance, but you know, there's or you know, um you're working in a prestigious job and the company goes under and you lose your job and you struggle to find work for a while. Does that mean you're worthless? So it's understandable that trying there oh here's another example okay you're a um a wealthy or you're an ambitious person maybe in your 30s 20s you're really working your ass off then you fall ill maybe you get cancer and then all of a sudden you can't work at that high functioning level anymore you're struggling all you can find is menial work because that's all you can deal with is is certain tasks you can no longer, you're no longer going to get that, um, that job, that dream job. Now you're stuck at a lower level of economic society. 
There are so many random events that can happen to us in our lives. So the only thing we can do to really uh, bolster ourselves against, or the, the true value of a person is their character, right? How they react to these circumstances, how they act out their beliefs, how they treat people, how they contribute to their fellow man. Interesting stuff. Um, on that note, going to go ahead and introduce some ads here. I think we got a couple coming up. So if you don't want to listen to them, then speed on past this part. Um, but if you do want to listen to them supporting the podcast, then uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, take a listen. Okay, guys, and we are back. I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up a little bit. So I'd like to, um, well, I'll go ahead and talk a little bit about what happened in the news. I've been kind of playing around with this little segment. So we can, this, the biggest thing that happened uh, was over the weekend, there was a big shooting in New Zealand. And there was an, another shooting in a place in the Netherlands called Urecht or something. Erect, I don't know. But the one in New Zealand was huge, huge. I think there was like 49 people were killed. They were mostly Muslims. And it was done by, you know, everyone's talking about how it's white supremacy because a white guy did it and he left some kind of manifesto. But here's my take on it, okay? It's obviously fucked up. It's horrible. And what's interesting is I'm pretty sure New Zealand has uh, probably has strict gun laws. Maybe they don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. Regardless, um, I don't think it's cool that uh, people are going to be trying to, if people try to lobby this, you know, for the U.S. for gun control, it's ridiculous, right? Um, I've already said so before. I've made my argument against certain forms of gun control. I definitely think that uh, the population should be able to defend itself. Uh, against the tyranny of the government and the tyranny of a um, you know their horrible neighbor or a random attacker in their house. So I mean, there's just certain issues I'm not going any further on. That's one of them. Uh, yes, of course we have we already have a, a lot of restrictions on guns in the U.S. And while that is an absolute tragedy that happened in New Zealand and it's fucked up. And you would never wish that on anybody, you know, people, innocent people being massacred while they're at their services, you know, regardless of their religion, it's wrong. But, you know, the gun control shit that comes out of this is absurd. People have been trying to, you know, the guy wrote a manifesto and named people like PewDiePie, subscribed to PewDiePie and talked about other people on the right. Apparently, the guy's manifesto was aimed at trying to cause division I don't know this from reading it firsthand, but I do know from, you know, hearing different sources that seems to be the idea. I would say, you know, I think we need to stay strong as a as a country and not let, you know, if somebody says they did something like that and just throws your name out there, right? Um like if he says, "Oh, you know, Trump inspired me to do this." It's like that's fucking bullshit. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. But I just wanted to throw say that out there that uh, whatever what happened down there in New Zealand was was fucked up. That was crazy. Um, 
you know, white people are not responsible in general, just like, you know, all Muslims are not responsible for the crime of a few. So get your shit together, dudes. Get your shit together, ladies. Idiots. Anyway, um, this is a, we're in a critical time in U.S. and world history. Culture culture wars are, are hot, baby, hot. So keep yourself strong, right? Get your shit ready. Make sure that you're ready to face poverty, illness, as Seneca would say, right? So to, I guess to go ahead and wrap this mother up, um, think about what fulfills you. Think about your ambitions and try to balance your ambitions with contentness, right? Be in two places at once. How can I still be ambitious and I conquer the things I want to conquer, but at the same time have enough meaning in my life that if I lost it all tomorrow, how would I, how would I survive? If all my wealth burned up, if everything I owned disappeared, if I got hit by a car and lost a limb, what would I do? It's a good exercise, mental exercise. Anyway, that's all I got today, guys. Peace out. I hope everyone has a fantastic week.